the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com or Salem Media Group. It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were given to the average American, the rich would have their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a really great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once it's in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAleese, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. So let's supercharge your wealth building plan now with Jim McAleese. In the year of our Lord, 1806, we set sail from the Colquay of Cork. We sailed in wait with a cargo of brick for the Grand City Hall in New York. We <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Get Rich Slow. This is your money school for financial winners. Here we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans, plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Slow gives you solid financial strategies, strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Slow. I'm Jim McAleese. Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated. We are securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group Incorporated, which is a member of FINRA and Civic. Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, good morning and welcome to Get Rich Flow. Can you believe that we're getting closer to the official start of spring? I can. I've been talking about spring for the past three weeks. It's great every time the temperature rises to take a walk in the sunshine without <laughs> without freezing. That kind of goes without saying. Uh, March has always showed us the full spectrum of weather conditions, cold and snowy one day, followed by a few warm days, and then back to the freezing again. So... Unfortunately, winter will try to hold on as long as it can. I remember years past when it snowed in May. Hopefully not this year. Every day I see more green shoots coming out. I can't tell what they are most of the time. I can tell, well, maybe it's the crocus or the daffodils. I can spot the tulips. And uh, they'll be here soon. And the flowers are not. Let's, let's find a time to get outside on these sunny days, it's just great for us. And don't forget, 
Uh, daylight saving time starts this weekend. Oh, so Saturday night you have to set the clocks forward by an hour. Remember the old saying, spring forward and fall back. That means that uh, we'll miss an hour of sleep, but we'll be at church on time. So, and next Friday is St. Patrick's Day, a day when the Irish celebrate and all of our adopted friends come to the party too. Everyone has their lots of reasons to celebrate. Maybe we can even find a leprechaun's pot of gold. But if we can find a, yeah, if we can't find a pot of gold, we can work on our own financial plan so that we can get our own treasures. It might take a little longer. That's all. This past week, both stocks and bonds took a beating as the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell made his semi-annual presentation to Congress uh, on Tuesday. The presentation was to the Senate Banking Committee and on Wednesday to the House Financial Services Committee. So Chairman Powell said that the Federal Reserve would consider raising interest rates by a half a percent this month. And uh, he was talking about the Federal Open Market Committee meeting on uh, March 22nd. And uh, it is likely to lift the rates higher than previously expected this year in order to cool an economy that's shown surprising strengths. So, you know, the thing that um, uh, caught his attention was the uh, payroll, the uh, job situation for uh, January that came in at 504000 the very fact that the unemployment is so low, the fact that we're getting here raises of 5 and 6% per year uh, makes it difficult to get inflation down to 2%. So all these things are causing the Federal Reserve to think about uh, raising the rates uh, higher and longer. Uh, so basically that's uh, five weeks less uh, then after the uh, Federal Reserve slowed its pace of interest rate hikes, if you recall, the uh, on February 1st, the Federal Reserve uh, opted for a one-quarter of a percent increase. And, you know, just going back over their history, uh, in the fall, they increased the... Uh, the uh, interest rates and the overnight rates called the federal funds rate, they in- increased that by three-quarters of a percent uh, each meeting for four meetings. And then in, in uh, December, they only increased it for half a percent. And then in February 1st, they increased it by a quarter. Well, apparently we've changed our ideas now. So uh, Chairman, federal, uh, Chairman uh, Jerome Powell on Tuesday warning that uh, it may need to re-accelerate. So uh, when he declared, on February 1st, he declared he could now see the disinflationary process had begun, and uh, now we're going to walk that back. Uh, According to Powell, uh, the latest economic data has come in stronger than expected, which which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be higher than previously anticipated. That's what uh, Jerome Powell, Chairman Powell, 
told the Senate Banking Committee. He continued, quote, if the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, uh, we would be prepared to increase the the uh, pace of rate hikes, unquote. In other words, the chairman is always reluctant to uh, put an exact number on it, that exact increase in the Federal Reserve, uh, uh, the open, the uh, uh, overnight rate, that's always determined at the meeting itself rather than, the, uh, you know, positioned out there for, in anticipation of the meeting. So he gave you a little preview that uh, it could be uh, half a percent at this uh, Federal Open Market Committee meeting on March 22nd. So uh, bond investors reacted to his uh, talk, and uh, they sent the two-year Treasury yields above 5% for, for the first time since 2007. And for the upcoming March uh, 21st, 22nd Federal Open Market Committee meeting, uh, futures trading traders suggested a half a percent rate increase is more likely than a quarter of a percent. Uh, quarter percent was the magnitude of the Fed's last move. And in addition, uh, Tuesday stocks slumped with the Dow Jones dropping 1.7 percent and the standard and poor dropping 1.5 percent. So while Powell has long stressed the Fed must be nimble in setting policy at a time of high uncertainty uh, regarding the stubbornness of inflation, the unexpectedly uh, clear opening of the door to a half a percent rise later this month took even some veteran market uh, participants by surprise. And uh, while no one knows uh, basically whether there'll be a recession or not, uh, the higher interest rate is uh, increasing the probability of a recession. In other words, the thing on people's mind is, uh, can we get to that 2% inflation number without uh, a recession? So that's becoming more pertinent. In addition, yesterday's uh, yesterday, the monthly job situation report uh, for the February showed a stronger results than uh, estimated, and uh, we'll talk about that later in the show, and, and more information uh, will be coming out before that uh, March 22nd meeting. Uh, for instance, the Consumer Price Index uh, information, uh, that'll come out in March 14th, uh, and the retail sales will also come out the next day. Uh, and that's before the uh, Federal Open Market Committee meeting on March 21st and 22nd. Uh, the latest consumer price index for January showed that the all item, including food and fuel, the consumer price index increased five tenths of a percent in the month of January, and it increased 6.3 percent for the 12 months leading up to the, including the month of January. And if you eliminate the effects of food and fuel, uh, then those numbers go down to an increase of, uh, that's the core uh, CPI, 
may come down to an increase of four tenths of a percent in the month of January and uh, an increase of 5.5 percent uh, for the 12 months leading up to uh, that January. A big surprise this week. Uh, <laughs> there were no good surprises this week, but a big surprise came in banking with a collapse of uh, the Silvergate uh, Capital Corporation this week. And now the takeover of the Silicon Valley Bank is the SVB uh, by the government. That happened this week. And the question is, is there more to come? Well, the, the, the common problem with uh, both Silvergate and uh, uh, SVB has been basically a flood of, uh, of uh, uh, outgoing deposits. In other words, depositors basically uh, want their money back at Silvergate. That was because the only purpose for these deposits was for setting up crypto uh, trades. And once that market blew up, there was no need for clients to keep their money there. At Silicon Valley Bank or SVB, uh, most of the clients, they they catered to uh, uh, tech startup companies. So their clients were mostly young tech companies that they, they are known to burn through cash quickly as they invest and grow without making big profits or any profits at all. Uh, that's fine while investors are happy throwing in fresh funding on the promise of a bright future. But as interest rates have been increasing and uh, valuations have been crashing down, uh, fresh funding for the uh, startups is drying up. And so what you have is both crypto and venture capital booms uh, they came from the ultra low rates uh, due to the last uh, for the last 15 years, and now rising rates and shrinking of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet have burst these uh, industry bubbles and increased the competition among banks for funding. So banks are now having to pay much higher interest on investments like certificates of deposit and uh, and uh, Another reason that uh, people are tending to move out of your smaller lenders uh, that are concentrated in the digital business. In the banking world, both Silvergate and SD, the Silicon Valley Bank, uh, like every bank, puts most of their deposits uh, into U.S. Treasuries, Treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities that are um, based upon the Fannie and Freddie, uh, these are good assets, and they don't—they're not—they're not going to default. Uh, but most of the U.S. Uh, government bonds or treasuries and banks are categories categorized either as marked to maturity, which means that the bank plans to hold these treasuries until they mature, at which time the bank redeemed them for their original price. And another portion of those treasuries is in the, in the bank's reserves are categorized as marked to market. And these treasuries are, are used basically to, to uh, meet their uh, withdrawal requirements and things of this nature. 
these treasuries vary in value depending upon uh, their years to maturity and their stated interest rates. In other words, uh, the the bonds that are marked to maturity, uh, they're going to hold on to those. And if they're if it's a million dollar bond, uh, when it matures, they're going to get their million dollars. Uh, the mark to uh, market is that if they have to sell that before maturity, uh, the price that they'll get for that is dependent upon uh, the, uh, the dependent upon the years to maturity and their stated interest rates. These are government bonds, so there's no risk involved in it, uh, no credit risk. Uh, this environment of uh, present environment of rising interest rates has generally caused the treasuries to lose value. For example, in January of 2022, a little over a year ago, the 10-year treasury uh, was selling with an interest rate of 1.5%. The two-year treasury was selling with an interest rate of, uh, I think it was uh, three-quarters of 1%. Now, the 10-year treasury is uh, selling with an interest rate of about 3.8%, and the two-year treasury is uh, selling close to 5%, so interest rate. So meaning that if you have to sell your U.S. treasuries and it has these low interest rates uh, that you picked up a little over a year ago, then you're going to have a loss when you when you sell them. And your loss is going to be, you know, it'll be significant. It'll be 10 to 15%. Uh, Basically, that's what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, The customers uh, began to withdraw. uh, And basically, the bank had to meet the withdrawal, so they had to sell a large portion of their treasuries at a loss. And that included... uh, uh, both mark-to-market as well as mark-to-maturity treasuries, and basically the losses due to that selling were basically large enough uh, uh, to cause a, a bankruptcy that basically caused the, the government to step in. Uh, part of the deal, part of the confusion of the whole thing was that certain well-known entrepreneurs such as Steele uh, I think his first name is Peter, but I'm not sure. Uh, he had cautioned depositors to get their money out of the bank uh, and basically causing a run on the bank. So basically what you saw was that uh, a bank uh, where depositors wanted their money, they had to uh, sell their, uh, uh, their reserves and their assets at a loss, and suddenly you're getting to the point where, hey, uh, the government has to step in and uh, protect the depositors. Certainly, the FDI, the FDIC, uh, will protect any uh, creditor uh, in a FDIC protected uh, account. You know, the protection is up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But there's probably a lot of accounts in these banks, both uh, uh, Silvergate as well as uh, Silicon Valley Bank. That are much higher than the two hundred fifty k. So, uh, should you be worried about uh, what's going on in California? Uh, well, 
No, not too much. Not you know the, these two collapses are basically outliers, and uh, certainly not many regional U.S. banks are concentrated in a, a single industry like uh, uh, crypto and uh, or uh, funding for uh, you know for uh, digital uh, or technical uh, uh, startups. So that's according to Barclays and analysts. So most global equities were basically down this week. In the U.S., the three major stock indices, the Dow Jones Industrial, the Standard & Poor 500, and the NASDAQ Composite were all down for the week. Well, it seems like we're going through this cycle of one week up, one week down, one week up, one week down, and... uh, while in the UK, the FTSE 100 was also down for the week, and in the European Union, the same was true. Uh, Germany's DAX and the stock Europe uh, 600 were both down for the week. Equities were also down in Asia. Uh, Japan's Nikkei 225 was down for the week, and in China, the Shanghai Composite and Hong Kong's uh, Hang Seng. We're both down for the week. On Friday, the three major stock indices closed the week at the Dow Jones closed at uh, 31,909.64. So it was down 4.44% for the week. The Standard and Poor 500 closed at 3,861.59. And it was down 4.55% percent for the week, and the NASDAQ uh, closed at 11,138.89, so it was down 4.71 percent for the week. And uh, yesterday, uh, the Department of Labor reported on their payroll growth for February, and the uh, their report is the employment situation report for February, and that basically showed that non-farm payroll rose five or rose three hundred eleven thousand uh, jobs in February, and that was after the, uh, the the revision of the January numbers uh, came. The revision came to five hundred four thousand uh, of the. Uh, of the 311,000 payroll increase, uh, 265,000 were in the private sector and 46,000 were in the government. Most of the government jobs were at the uh, local level, 37%, 37,000 of them were at the local level. And the big increases were uh, leisure and hospitality, 105,000 jobs and uh, retail sales, 50,000 jobs in February, healthcare, 44,000, and the government, uh, 46,000. So I'll cover the details uh, of that uh, uh, jobs report later in the show. And in addition uh, to the job situation uh, uh, report, uh, the Department of Labor also provided also provided data concerning job openings and hires and separations and quits. 
and the U.S. Department of Labor publishes their job openings and labor turnover survey, which is called the JOLTS, J-O-L-T-S survey, job openings and labor turnover survey. So uh, the latest results for January shows that the number of job openings on the last business day of January, uh, and it shows them what they are for different industries, manufacturing, construction, trucking. It really gets into details, but it does show that, hey, there were 10,824,000 open positions that were advertised. And it also showed that uh, uh, 6,372,000 uh, people were hired, and that uh, that means that also the number of separations you'll see came out to uh, fairly close to that number too. It came out to five million nine hundred two thousand. So in the job situation, you see that there, you know, uh, there's a lot of people basically moving around in the uh, uh, in the economy. Uh, I think there's a hundred and, uh, well, I'll, I'll get into the exact numbers later, but uh, what you see is that uh, people uh, move from job to job and uh, uh, there's like the number of quits in uh, one month were 3,884,000. So in addition, the Department of Commerce reported in their monthly uh, full report on manufacturing uh, the the uh, they uh, they present uh, orders and shipments information for each of the uh, thirty of uh, about thirty manufacturing industries such as steel and fabricated metal products and machinery and things of this nature that gives you an idea of where the where the uh, activity is and uh, uh, manufacturing has been going down while. What you're seeing is the service industries like uh, travel, uh, hotels, restaurants, things of this nature are basically booming uh, with the idea that uh, these are the things that people missed during the COVID. So now that uh, the COVID is over, people are really out. Uh, If you go to the airport, the airports are jammed. The flights are jammed. Uh, people are moving to see the restaurants, and and uh, we're basically back to normal with regard to that. So, uh, this is Jim McAleese. Uh You're listening to Get Rich Slow. You can give us a call over our toll free number. It's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. It's one. 888-281-1110. Give us a call. We'll talk about anything you want to. Take care. Hold. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Colleen, producer O. Each week, we take calls from people just like you who have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, however, Jim can't answer all your questions because of time restraints and the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstones Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. 
Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, finding your next home, planning for retirement, finding the right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today. That number again, 440-647-2793. Now back to more Get Rich Slow with Jim McAleese. Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese. You can give us a call. Our toll-free number is 1-888-281-1110. That's 1-888-281-1110. Hey, Jim. Yes, Colleen. I I have to stop doing the Irish jig over here for a minute because we we had... Go ahead. It's too early for it's too early for the dancing. Oh, it's never too early. Come on. Um, so we had a caller, Gary, who wants to know. Um, he was asked by someone um, to ask you to mention some of the consequences that might occur by adding someone to a house deed. That's a really good question. Well. <laughs> Well, it is complex, and there's some real uh, consequences to it. I mean, you're not, you're not, if you add somebody to a house deed, uh, you're not playing around here. Uh, it's important that you, if you add somebody, uh, you are entitling them to uh, basically the control, the possession, uh, all the things that you have as a, as a property owner. And before you add anybody, a loved one or your, or somebody you, you know, somebody you want to add to this deed, it's important that you speak to an a, a state attorney, and also and also maybe your mortgage lender if you have a mortgage on the house, to ensure that you understand your rights and their rights, and, uh, and determine if this is the right move for you. I would. <laughs> I would, I would, hopefully find alternative alternatives to this move. Uh, when some of the things you got to think about is, uh, hey, you do this, add somebody to your deed, and you can't take it back. Um, you know, you add somebody to the deed or to a portion of your ownership is transferred to that person. Once it's done, uh, you can't get it back unless the person. Uh, you've added provides uh, the consent to be removed from the deed. He or, uh, he or she can take out a loan on the property. Uh, they can uh, sell their share of the property. In some cases, there's basically nothing you can do about it. So if you transfer only a portion of your interest in the property, that uh, person will have full control over their portion and be able to maybe even force a sale of the property. So, and if you want to refinance or sell your own, uh, you got to get permission from the individual that you've added. And uh, that can be time consuming and costly 
and uh, could tie up the property. So make sure you fully understand the, the implications and the consequences before you sign on that dotted line. Uh, I mentioned mortgages. Uh, you know, you, you, the law doesn't forbid adding people to a deed on a home with a uh, mortgage, but mortgage lenders are, are familiar and frequently work with deed changes and transfers, and most lenders incorporate a a clause in the in the mortgage that says a uh, uh, something to the effect of due on sale uh, clause, which gives them the ability to call in the loan if the deed is transferred. Uh, or if the home is sold. So when you deed your home to somebody, you're effectively transferring part ownership, which could activate that deed on sale clause. So it's important that you understand the rules governing your particular situation. And uh, let's say you add your uh, let's say you add your brother to the deed. Okay. And if he fails to pay the taxes or incurs a tax lien or he has problems with his creditors or goes through a nasty divorce, uh, basically the IRS, his creditors, or his ex-spouse could lay claim to your property or at least his portion of the property. In that situation, the entity owed, they can place a lien on your property and attempt to force a sale to collect the debt and tie up the property and prevent you from selling. So adding somebody to the deed can also generate income tax liability when the residence is sold in the future. So uh, you have to be, (laughs) talk to your accountant, talk to your lawyer, uh, and uh, because this is fairly complex in terms of uh, what you want to do, and it's very dependent upon who you're going to share your house, share the ownership of your house with, because this is basically uh, you're giving them uh, a gift of the, the portion of your house, a uh, portion of your house. So uh, make sure that you know what you're doing, get all the advice you can, and, uh, and my position would be, hey, uh, you know, see if you can find another way of, of, of doing what you want done without adding another person to your without adding a person to your house. So the deed to your house. So um, this is Jim McAleese. If you're listening to Get Rich Slow. Uh, you can give us a call. Uh, our toll free number is one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Now stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Oh, Patty, dear, and did you hear the news that's going round? The shamrock is forbid by law to grow on Irish ground. St. Patrick's Day no more, we'll keep his collar, won't be seen. But there's a cruel law again, the wearing of the green. I met with Napa Tandy, and he took me by the hand, and he says... Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. This is your host this morning, Jim McAleese, and... Uh, you know, we talk about the big picture. We talk about the, uh, what's happening in the employment reports and how many job openings there are and what the market is 
is doing and banks collapsing and all other sorts of nonsense. Uh, to me, uh, those are important in the sense that they give us uh, a feeling for what's happening to the environment of our investments. Uh, even so, we're looking at um, we're looking at hints and information from the investments that are the environment that our investments are operating in. But uh, even more important are the actual uh, is your actual financial plan, and basically uh, it starts with your goals, uh, uh, retirement, uh, raising the family, uh, standard of living for the family, education for the youngsters. um, all other sorts of things about buying a uh, vacation home or a boat or things of this nature. And all these goals uh, have a time associated with them, a schedule associated with them. You know when you're going to retire approximately uh, to within a few years. And you know approximately, uh, you think you know how much it's going to uh, you're going to have to have in the way of a nest egg to augment your pension or to your augment your, your Social Security. Uh, all those things, you know, there's a, a goal, a schedule, and a dollar amount, and uh, you have to feed your assets into uh, uh, funds that will, through compound interest, will generate the uh, the uh, dollars necessary in the future. You know, it's uh, so much for when you get your paycheck, there's so much for um, retirement. It's uh, sometimes 401ks, IRAs, uh, regular savings accounts. Uh, they, uh, how much you want to, if you're younger, saving up for a house. Uh, if you're saving up for the a portion of the youngster's education. Uh, uh, all these things are, are things that you're going to invest in. Take that money and invest it and using compound interest, grow that money to uh, for use of a goal in the future. The rest of the money is for the standard of living at the present time. In other words, uh, you have to be able to separate what you need for the standard of living, everything, the paychecks come in the door, and uh, so much goes to keeping the keeping the lights on and the uh, the, uh, the family uh, functioning, and so much goes to the future, and you have to uh, set aside for the future even before. Don't get caught in the trap of. Uh, spending the money on the standard of living today and realizing that, hey, there isn't any money for the future because the future will come sooner or later. So what you do is uh, pay attention to it, lay out a roadmap, uh, and take care of all the incidentals that are part of that uh, roadmap. The budget, where's the money for the car, is there going to be a wedding in the future for the Youngsters, is there uh, is there money for the home for the down payment? Are you looking to start a business 
and in all these things that you're going to invest in, uh, have you looked at the risk and the reward? If this is the long term, short term, and while all this is going on, <clears throat> all this plan is moving forward. Are you protecting against the unknowns, like uh, uh, with life insurance or with uh, um, if something happens to you? Is there money? Uh, to continue to protect the family and the youngsters. And the other part of it is, uh, uh, how about the liability insurance? You're, you're driving a car and, uh, uh, that has all sorts of, that could have all sorts of lawsuits associated with a car accident. So, um, these are things that you have to spend the money and get the property and casualty, protect your, protect your assets so that you aren't uh, getting wiped out in some sort of a lawsuit. So all those things have to be attended to, and those are things that uh, the, the, the way you do that is to lay out those goals, lay out the schedules, start to put things together, put your ideas together, and then go see somebody about uh, is this a good plan? And help them. They'll help you uh, put together your plan uh, to make sure that you included all the things that are necessary, and you haven't overlooked things. So this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Slow. You can give us a call over our toll-free number. It's one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Now stay tuned. We'll be right back. Sail Loch Ness with all its splendor Or walk the glens of Antrim for a day Have you seen the morning mountains reaching Welcome back to Get Rich Slow. Uh, let's talk about the uh, job situation and, uh, you know, what are the things that will probably cause that half a percent increase uh, at the uh, next Federal Open Market Committee meeting. So uh, yesterday, the U.S. Department of Labor released their employment situation for February, and uh, the report showed that uh, uh, U.S. employment surged in February uh, with non-farm payrolls up 311,000 and the uh, private payroll up 260. 5,000. So uh, the unemployment rate came in at uh, uh, 3.6%, which was just a little bit above the 3.4% in January. Uh, It's been hovering, it had been hovering at that 3.4%, which basically was a a 50-year record. Uh, And uh, so now it's, it's moved up from that a little bit. But the three hundred and eleven thousand is still <clears throat> it's still a number that's indicative of a strong economy. And uh it's um certainly not as, as strong as January's report, but I think it's uh it's bigger than the expectations. The expectations were I think a little bit 
less than 200,000, and here it is at 311,000. So in my estimation, it probably indicates uh, a stronger economy than they were anticipating, which in turn will probably lead to a higher a rate increase at the March 22nd meeting. So, and the, in addition, the labor force participation increased. That, that was a good sign. It increased to 62.5 from 62.4 in January. And, uh, uh, they, like I said before, the, the, uh, expectations were somewhere around 200, came in at 311. Uh, the, uh, shows the strength of the economy and strength of the labor market. And, uh, in addition, the total non-farm payroll employment in December, uh, was revised to 239,000 from its previous 260,000. And the, uh, non-farm payroll for January was revised to, uh, 504,000 from the original 517,000. So combining those two numbers, uh, it, it amounted to 34,000 uh, less jobs than previously reported. So, so far this year, uh, we've added something like 815,000 jobs, uh, 504,000 in January. And three hundred eleven thousand in uh, in uh, February. So uh, the gains in payroll were basically broad based. Uh, you saw a lot of gains in leisure and hospitality, uh, retail sales, government and uh, healthcare, and uh, they, the uh, uh, if you take a look at pre COVID, like. Uh, um, January of 2020, the unemployment rate at that time was 3.5%, and the number of unemployed was 5.7 million. And and according to this February report, uh, we're seeing uh, unemployment rate of 3.6% and 5.9 million uh, unemployed. And of course, uh, We've seen that the, there's a huge number of job openings out there. And uh, um, if we take a look at the number of uh, unemployed people who have applied for unemployment insurance uh, a week ago, it was 211,000. And if we take a look at the number of people that are on uh, state unemployment benefits, it comes to one million seven hundred eighteen thousand. So, uh, one thing that the Federal Reserve loves to keep track of is how much the uh, increase in the wages happened, because the Federal Reserve is very sensitive to that wage price spiral. Uh, that was one of their. They learned that in the in the nineteen uh, seventies when inflation got up to. 14 or 15 percent. Uh, so basically, what, there's, what they uh, take a hard look at is the uh, average uh, private sector uh, climbed up 4.6 uh, percent 
that raises made up 4.6% over the last 12 months. And the increase was eight tenths of a, or eight cents per hour to a, an average wage of $33.09 per hour. So, uh, what you're seeing is that out of the, uh, private sector added 265,000 jobs and the workforce in the private sector is a 132.8 million workers. And in the government sector, the government sector added 46,000 jobs and there are 22.5 million. So basically we've got, what is it, 100, uh, basically 155 uh, million workers out there. And uh, you take a look at where manufacturing, manufacturing lost 4,000 jobs, construction added 24,000 jobs, and mining was flat. So the big increases in uh, employment came in those uh, other areas, the private sector and retail and wholesale trade, they added uh, all other sorts of things, uh, healthcare and everything else. They added the 245,000 jobs to a workforce of 111 billion. And if you look at leisure and hospitality, they added 105,000 jobs in February. And uh, food services and drinking places added. 70,000 of the 105,000 and uh, accommodations added 14,000. So uh, retail sales added 50,000 in February and uh, general merchandise retailers added 39,000 of 50,000. And uh, government employment added 46,000 and most of that was in the local government and uh, a lot of that was in the uh, education, the schools, and uh, employment and professional and business services. Uh, they added 45,000 with a gain of 12,000 in management, scientific, and technical consulting services. And uh, healthcare, uh, healthcare added 44,000 jobs in February uh, compared with the average monthly increase of. 54,000 over the previous uh, six months. So hospitals, they gained 19,000 jobs. And in nursing and residential care facilities, they added 14,000 jobs. Construction added 24,000 jobs. And uh, they've been averaging uh, 20,000 jobs over the prior six months. And... Uh, Information technology lost 25,000 jobs, and as employment continued to trend down in motion pictures and sound recording industries, they lost 9,000 jobs. Telecommunication lost 3,000. So basically what you're seeing there is a strong uh, jobs report, mostly in the, the service industries, uh, which will in turn uh, contribute to uh, probably a good uh, consumer spending number in the uh, 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 in the uh, in, pay, uh, in the consumption report on March fifteenth, 
prior to the uh, consumer price index number. So if we take a look now and say, okay, uh, how many jobs are there out there and where are the, the jobs increasing? What you see is that uh, the Department of Labor puts out a job openings and labor turnover survey. They call it the JOLTS. It's just a J, J for jobs, O for opening, L and turnover, and T for turnover. And it shows, it shows a large number of open positions. I mean, you're talking 10 million. 824,000. And uh, it's kind of mysterious in the sense that, you know, wherever I look, there's always uh, help wanted uh, signs here and there and everywhere. But uh, if you actually talk to people, there are still people that can't find jobs. They're, they're basically overqualified. Uh, they apply for the jobs and then. Uh, uh, they, they they can't find them, even though they may be desperate and willing to work for uh, less than they've worked for before. Uh, so there's there's something mysterious and mysterious going on out there, and uh, as you know, the number of openings is approximately uh, a five million more than the five point nine million employed people. So. Uh, every unemployed person has almost two jobs, and uh, what you're seeing is that the the number of voluntary quits is about uh, uh, three million eight hundred eighty-four thousand in January. So uh, what you're seeing is that the job uh, openings are coming down a little bit. They're coming down about six uh, percent over the last year. Hires are going down about 2%. Uh, separations are going up, you know, involuntary separations. Uh, all sorts of voluntary separations are going up at about 5% per year. And uh, quits are, are uh, slowing down about uh, 10% per year. So this is, you know, this is, uh, this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to... Uh, Get rich slow, and uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> welcome back to welcome, welcome back to Get Rich Slow. Friday is going to be St. Patrick's Day, so be smart, stay safe, and be well. There's a little Irish blessing to get you through the day. Always, here it goes, always remember to forget the things that make you sad, but never forget to remember the things that make you glad. Always remember to forget the friends that proved untrue, but never forget to remember those who have stuck by you. Always remember to forget the troubles that passed away, and never forget to remember the blessings that came each day. Forget worrying about things you can't control, and to win your money game, what you need to do is get a game plan. Then you can stop worrying about your financial future as well, and for a happy life, 
What you need to do is work like you don't need the money, love, love like you've never been hurt before, dance like nobody's watching, sing like nobody's listening, and live like it's heaven on earth. Remember the Irish are the guardians of a little bit of heaven that once fell very gently from the sky. And the Irish might give you a blessing that goes like this. Your glass be ever full. May the roof over your head be always strong. May, 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 may you be in heaven a half an hour before the devil knows you're gone. What you do is celebrate this week, and especially on St. Patty's Day. And until we meet again next week for more of Get Rich Slow, may God protect you and keep you safe. You've been listening to Get Rich Slow with Jim McAleese of Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. Located at 47149 Bursley Road, Wellington, Ohio, 44090, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc., The materials Jim shares is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of James McAleese and Cornerstones Consultants, Inc., and not those of Next Financial Group, Inc. Next Financial Group does not provide tax advice. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. To make an appointment with Jim regarding your own finances, call 440-647-2793. That number again, 440-647-2793. Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.